What's up, everybody? It's me, J-Caps. J-K-A-P-S is how the spelling is, and uh, you are listening to The World According to J-Caps, which is me. Um, and what are we going to do here? Well, you know, I, um, I often either ramble to myself um, or ask the audience for a bunch of suggestions, which then I just make things up based on reading them halfway. And for a long time, I thought that was the that was the plan. And it, and honestly, it still is the plan. It still is the plan for for this show. But um, I think that I have to start getting guests on this show because it's like, what am I going to continue just doing the same thing over and over again? I feel like I'm in a downward spiral that only can be helped by me reaching out to the community of people who. Uh, listen to the show also. Uh, listen, if you, uh, I am also, I'm open to having uh, guests on the show. Uh, I've been open to it, but I have never said it. So if um, if you would like to be a guest on the show, reach out to me and maybe we'll have you on the show. Um, I'll also, I will also be reaching out to people uh, uh, to be guests on the show as well. But I think that, I think that I have to start doing that because, um, you know, I have been going on here for like forty something weeks, uh, really like examining my own like mental uh, men- descent into mild depression or whatever, whatever the fuck it is. You know, um, I don't really know a lot of things, so I'm just guessing. But I think that I got to start uh, changing shit up. Uh, so I was on vacation this last week. Uh, I took a vacation um, with my girlfriend. We went to an Airbnb in in. Uh, Connecticut, not not even like the um, not even the the hoity-toity part of Connecticut. We went to more of the like farmland uh, heroin addict part of Connecticut. Um, you know, not not for that atmosphere, but just because it was um, relatively close to the city, and so it wouldn't be like traveling too far. But it was nice. It was a nice Airbnb. Whenever you stay in an Airbnb, it's like um, you know, sometimes most of the time. The house that you're staying in is a um, is a second residence that some that like a family owns and is using for profit, which is cool. You know, it's like you're you get to kind of stay in like a uh, like a model home. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like an actual like you're staying in people's houses. But I rarely, I think, rarely is it like that. Often, it's often it's it's like somebody's second residence or you know, I, I, you know, or like whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't know the details, but every time it's like you're, you're in some sort of like um, dollhouse that that somebody else has prepared, and you know, gotten a bunch of things from like uh, like Home Goods. Do you guys know the store Home Goods? And it's like always filled with like it's wine, like signs that say it's wine o'clock, stuff like that, or like like this is a beautiful home or something like that. Some little. Um, calligraphy uh, artwork thing. So anyway, uh, it was a nice little vacation. Uh, the place had a the plate the, the basement it had a finished basement with a with a game room in it. And I know you guys are probably thinking game room that sounds lame. that sounds really lame but actually it's very fun to have a game room, especially on vacation um, because then you can play checkers. You can play foosball, 
you can play um we we brought uh my go board does anybody play go in the listening audience and that's going to be a resounding no but that you know so we played board games um on the evenings and had ice cream you know which was like you know really reverting back to a fifth graders sense of fun maybe even not i actually i have a, a class of fifth graders and i don't even know if they would think that's fun maybe they would maybe they would think it's fun but like whereas a fifth grader may have a sleepover and play board games their intent would be like oh we're gonna play these board games but then we're gonna stay up late and like try to get into trouble whereas that's like um youth pointing outward toward life whereas we were playing board games and being like we're gonna have this ice cream and then go to sleep and 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 then like get more sleep so it's like 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 age pointing inward back toward death um so anyway like it's just um you know i don't know it's one of those things where you know you get what you want out you get what you um what you need out of a vaca- of out of a vacation hopefully i was i felt like it was a good vacation because uh i was removed from my world and i could not um tinker with my world for 5 days straight um i have like all these thoughts of like things that i want to do and and all these like um little projects i feel like uh like i have like um little strings attached to every little project and I'm like being like drawn toward everything at once but then going on a vacation is like um you know you you're just like completely removed from all that stuff and so your brain gets to like reset itself and imagine what you want to be doing maybe I don't know that's what I that's what I was what what did I imagine that I wanted to be doing well, a lot of the stress, not stress, but a lot of the thoughts that I had were how my intent for the three weeks that I had off was going to be like shoot grading animals episodes. And um, what ended up happening is I didn't shoot anything yet. <laughs> I ended up taking a vacation for five days. And then the five days before that, if anybody listened, a lot of different shit happened. Like I I got a new car and then like I went to did all this. But I did write. But I did write. um and I do intend to shoot some stuff maybe even later today and then um, in, during this week because this is the last week and a half I have off till school starts. Um, so, But I do intend to, to shoot some stuff and I did write some stuff and I, I just feel like um, I, I just feel like the gathering pregnancy of having to um, do, this, do this artwork that I feel like is, uh, is like pressing on my soul. And that sounds pretty lame. So, but the truth is, um, is that I do, I do have a, I did have a vacation. It was nice. And um, also that's not that funny. So, so let's get to, um, let's get to the other things. I have a bunch of suggestions that I intend to go off on. I'm going to go off on all the topics that people sent me. Um, And I feel great about that. I feel like going off on them. But before I tell you that, I'll tell you one more little thing out of my life. Because maybe, you know, this isn't the world according to... J- this is the world according to J-Caps because it's just my world. And I just sort of share 
as much as I want to share with whoever wants to listen. And I guess 42 weeks ago, I was like, well, this is a better thing than um, fighting a losing battle against the Instagram algorithm and working so hard for so little return. Uh, That was 40-something weeks ago. But I found it very interesting that a lot of other creators from across the internet who I follow have been making posts this week and last week about the very same thing, about how um, they feel like they're in, they're like uh, in a, what is it, like a hamster wheel of, um, of diminishing returns of posting on the, on Instagram because of the nature of the thing. And I'm like, I figured that shit out 42 weeks ago that it was not working for me. Um, and I felt kind of, you know, I felt like, oh, interesting. Okay. So I'm not alone in feeling this, but I also felt like I'm glad that I am not discovering this now. I guess I was like way more sensitive to it um, during like, you know, last summer when um, when I first really, really burned out, burned myself out about it. But it like does uh, it does make me think about how that that, uh, you know, aspect of um, social media and how, you know, we people who make creative like I I wanted to make that show and how the throttling of who can see it by like unseen forces have like affected affected me and made and made me not want to make it at all and it's just a weird thing it's just a weird thing because at a certain point i think people just want to um connect with other people i definitely felt uh like at one point i was excited about connecting with people i didn't know sharing my creativity uh and that would be like enough and then um i don't know it just like was it became uh it it changed the nature of it changed and i felt like i would make things and then i would not get it would not be shared and that was like that hurt anyway i'm gonna try not not to repeat myself too much i know that that like if i had a uh if somebody was keeping track of how many times i've uh reiterated that exact same sentiment uh, and then had to take a drink they would be uh you know drunk under the table and who needs that who who wants to get drunk anymore does anybody out there who where are my drinkers at um i want to shout out to um king mexico and los brujos podcast uh as well i know that they're back in the scene they're i think los brujos is making new episodes again and those guys those guys like to drink um, for the joy of drinking, you know, there's a joy in it. There's a joy in, you had a long day, um, you know, life throws a lot of shit at you and you have to, you have to keep all these, um, these balls of shit in the air, like a juggler, like a master juggler. And then once you catch all the balls of shit and put them in their respective, like, I guess there's like a cubby hole for the balls of shit that life throws at you. And then you go and you know coach says hit the showers w- wash all that shit off of you because if you're juggling balls of shit all day like invariably some of the shit balls fell directly in your head in your eye in your mouth 
You're gross. You're covered in shit, honestly. That's what's going to end up happening if you're a shit juggler, metaphorically, as many of us are. And then you, you got to go hit the showers, right? I don't know. Maybe hit the showers. Hopefully, like, the shower isn't too comfy and you just feel like going to sleep right after. But then you get dressed, up, you get dressed and what do you want to do? You want to have, and you want to, you want to sit down with a nice beer, uh, you know, and and take the the weight of the world off your shoulders, you know, and just have a nice drink. And why not have a nice drink with your favorite uh, with your favorite uh, alcoholic uh, beverage, beer, or possibly your favorite alcoholic beverage brought to you by wine, brought to you by whiskey, brought to you by scotch, brought to you by gin and tonic brought to you by um absinthe i don't know like brought to you by one of the you know you want to just sit down and have a have a drink or you know what maybe it's been a long day and you just want to take a load off and smoke weed why don't you just smoke weed the the next best thing after drinking. Some people say better than alcohol. Some people say the same as alcohol. Some people say I like alcohol better. But honestly, why don't you smoke some weed after a day of juggling balls of shit? But be careful because like sometimes you have weed, right? And then it's like a sativa, and that makes your mind. To me, if I have a sativa, if I if I smoke weed after a long day of, let's say teaching emotionally disturbed kids how to draw right or and then and then drive to my second job and teach um teenager other teenagers who don't have a well you know honestly i think they both to some extent have emotional disturbances there's there's some kids that in my after school class who are just straight up undiagnosed and i would say are bigger problems than the kids in my day school uh, which brings me to the second thing I wanted to talk about before I go into the suggestions, which is today, tonight, after, like, so it's uh, it's noon right now on Monday, August 29th. Um, it is noon on Monday, August 29th at noon that this is being recorded. And breaking news, I have... I have quit my after-school Monday and Tuesday classes. That's right. I um, the the set the Tuesday classes have been off for the summer, but they were starting up again in September. Um, and I knew I didn't want to return to those because uh, I I I uh, feel like I have been running a marathon of teaching over the last since I got this job the day job and like I've been doing both jobs and uh the the to the Monday class there's one kid in my class who's been with me uh for over a year I've been teaching there since August of 2021 and uh there's other kids that have cycled in and out but this one kid is like uh has been in there since the beginning and everyone else was with the class for about like the school year, so like last year, from like September to whatever June, uh, and the kids who just joined. Um, sorry if you're listening, but you guys all have like zero dedication to the craft, uh, and it's 
absolutely disheartening to teach you guys. So um, for the one kid who I who has been with me a year, um, it's sad to to let go of this class. I'm I'm really taking it back, being a little bit selfish, saying that I need my own time to do the things that I want to do, uh, like create the things that I want to create, and working two jobs and like doing like 14 hour days Monday through Wednesday is impossible for me to continue. So when the school year starts next week, I'm going to like have my evenings free and so I can do so I can do my work. But uh, I will be sad to let this like this one student. I feel like on the other hand, I feel like if you spend a year with a teacher, then you got a lot from them. And so like I know that I gave as much as I could give and that kid should you know, be in the wilderness a little while and find their own path. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, so, so the news is that I, I let go of my Monday and Tuesday classes. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about not having to teach after school Monday and Tuesday so that I can do my own shit because time is a very, um, it's a very valuable commodity. And if you don't have time to do the things that you want to do, then you're, I don't know if you're free. I think if your time is all caught up in other things, then those things better be what you want to do. Uh, because if not, then um, it sounds like you are being controlled by someone else who has access to all of your time. So... That's that's really what happened. That's a big story. So you know what? I'm really excited to uh, be letting go of that class. Super excited, really. So yeah, and is it and then um and you know just to like maybe beat myself up a little bit, you know, because um part of this show is me beating myself up about something if I can. And the thing that I want to maybe beat myself about about a little bit is, is it like, you know, should, should I feel guilty? Should I say that, like, my existence is to, uh, you know, metaphorically cut myself open from, like, a belly button to, like, a, to, like, a sternal notch and just give everything that I have to, um, to, to like, uh, other people? Maybe that's essentially that's like what a teacher does. You know, um, there's a there's a metaphor, there's like a poem about like what a parent should be or whatever, and it's like a, a dead tree with new um, roots growing out of it, and that's like what um, parenthood is. It's like you die and then your children grow out of your dead roots. But I don't think that's that's parenthood, not teaching. So I feel like I'm off the hook. Anyways, anyways, thanks for listening so far. If you have been listening so far, you know, I like to do a 20 minutes up top of just me talking about what's going on in my life. Hopefully that's interesting. Um, But really, this is this whole thing is, I guess, more of just like an artistic exploration. And maybe the lesson is to just do things for yourself and not always care about the the results. You know, it's like caring about the results uh, can only disappoint you because um, if the results are good, then you get used to the results being good. And 
I'm sorry, Caps. I just have to cut you off there. It sounded like you were going to go into one of those rants about how, yes, you've been disappointed by the internet. Yes, I understand. Everyone heard it already. And you should you should be thoughtful to your audience because if they're going to stay with you, then you have to always um, be novel and be um, and understand when you're repeating yourself. You know what, Spencer? Thank you so much for cutting in there and, you know, just be on standby because I may, I think I only have like four things in my head that I think about all the time and that's like two of them. So I appreciate that. No problem, Caps. I got your back and I'll just be here listening, not really to your show, but to when you repeat yourself. Thanks, dude. Uh, all right, great. So thank you. With And with that, I'm going to open everything up to uh, to questions, not questions, to suggestions. Now, all of these suggestions uh, I am going to go off on. I really need to, usually I just sort of like um, bat, the, bat the suggestion around, but today I'm, I'm in, intentionally I'm going to go off on these topics, all right? And the first topic, it comes from Bobblehead Hunting. Shout out Bobblehead Hunting. Bobblehead Hunting is an account, if you want to check out, uh, just to sell, Bobblehead Hunting is an account that um, he puts little bobblehead uh, toys out in the wilderness, and if you find them, take a picture of them and tag him. And I think that's really cool. I think that's a really fun thing. And, and by the way, you can only play this game if you live in the wilds of uh, outer Vancouver, I guess, outer Vancouver Island or something like that. So... Really, who am I talking to? Like, hopefully, listen, Bobblehead. If you want this, if you want this plug to work, get some other people in your region to listen to this show. And I guess that's going to be a really hard sell because what does this show have to do with anything? Like, who's really interested in me? Not nobody, probably. So, again, Bobblehead Hunting, good account to follow. And he says uh, his suggestion for me to go off about is hunting, hunting, guys. Are you guys hunters or are you gatherers or are you consumers, right? Hunting. But really, hunting as a concept for life. Because even if you're not, even if you're not actually out in the wilds of Vancouver with a crossbow trying to kill a deer for carry on meat, even if you're like in, let me tell you, that reminds me. So, one of the best things about grading animals is that I got to, for a moment, just like 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 Cerebro in the um, in Professor X. Remember that guy, Professor X? He was like um, he had to have a wheelchair, but like he also could mind meld with a with this compu- with his computer bro called Cerebro and see like all the other mutants that are like out in the world. Do you guys know about that? Probably because. Um, our whole society has been face fucked with Marvel shit for the last 10 years. So, or maybe like even 20 years, I have no idea. But yeah, so there's this bro, Cerebro. It's a computer that sees all the different mutants. And that's kind of how I felt with grading animals at at its peak, because I got to see into all these different people's worlds around America, around Canada, around the like even Australia, all over the place. And I got to like um, get a window into other people's lives, and I got to I got to know about people who actually did hunting. Um, there's some people did hunting actually. There was a 
there was a couple of people who actually were not too far from you um, bobblehead hunting. And who knows? They might even be you. I don't even know. I th- but there were some people out in the wilds of Vancouver, I think even like more north, like more in like Haida Gwaii. And those kids were like literally hunting. They were little, literally hunting for their hunting for food and fishing all the time. And I was like, yo, that seems like an exciting ass life. It seems like you're you're really out living in in nature or something like that. There's some type of fantasy idyll. You know the word idyllic? Well, it's it can short shorten down to idyll, which sounds stupid, right? Idyll. It sounds like dill sounds like pickle, so it sounds like a big dill pickle. So idyll almost sounds like you have your dick in your hands. And if you're and I honestly I know that's a very uh male that it's like very male to like go right to that thought but then think even if you're a girl just take a big like a, a cucumber that that maybe like maybe or maybe not you'll masturbate with later possibly but just think like ideal that's like ideal but no that's i kind of got off topic but yeah like there's this weird fantasy i guess it goes back to maybe like the dna of humankind because somewhere in the like remnants of who we are is hunters maybe maybe not like all different cultures have emerged in different ways but there's one true thing is that living on planet earth invariably is a hard scrabble endeavor because whether or not you're hunting whether or not you're hunting for food maybe you're not hunting maybe you're doing the opposite maybe you're an agriculture guy you're you're um growing you have to like grow but both of those both of those um pursuits don't always come up with wins like most of the like if you're a farmer like the, the classic thing of a farmer is that you've you've you, your crops all die and then you know you're in you're fucked how do you even get through the whole season if your crops die and you're it you're going to be like i guess like taking pieces of wood off of your cabin and just sucking on them for nutrients. I think that's what people did back in the back in the day when their when their crops all died. I think then their children died. And then they might even have to I don't know what they would have to do. They would eat their dog or something like that. It was not a good situation. And then and and then on the other hand, being a hunter, um then it's like you got to you you know, you're using like a bow and arrow or something like that. Or maybe a rifle. Even if you're using a rifle, how do you know that you're going to be able to hit the deer like directly in the heart or wherever you're supposed to hit it to kill it on one shot? And then you got to like cut it open and you're getting gore all over your hands and shit. And like you got to like prepare the meat and then like hang it up and you got to dry it into jerky, I guess. And then like what do you do with the entrails? You got to like use every piece of the deer i think you're supposed to use every single piece of the deer so you're like trying to make like um i don't know like buttons out of the hoofs you got to use the hoofs for something you got to figure out what you're going to use obviously you got to use the hair for like a blanket or like you could use if you're making like a wigwam you can use a uh like you'll get branches and stuff to make the wigwam frame and then you can use the deer hide to put over the wigwam um and then you got to use the rib. I guess you can use like the bones and stuff to make spoons and different things. You could use the um, 
you could use the tendons for actually for your bow and arrow. You could use it. You could use, um, you know, I don't know. I guess like one deer could actually, deers are pretty big. So, you know, you could use a lot of, anyway, it's like pretty good to kill a deer and then use all of it. But it's a lot of work. That's the thing. Thinking about preparing the uh, the deer after the kill, that doesn't seem idyllic. That seems like yuck, yucko. But then if you, let's say you were like, you first started doing that shit at eight years old. And then at like, let's say the, the age that seems cool to do it is like, it really sounds cool to be, what if that was your vacation? Like your vacation was like you and your gal, um, you went out to the wild and then you just hunted and, and killed animals and prepared them for a vacation. Who the hell does that? That's a crazy that's a that's a crazy vacation. You're just like, "All right, well, let's how how shall we spend the evening?" Well, let's spend the evening going through the entrails of this deer that I just killed. It, uh and then like it's probably not going to be even ready that night cuz like you can't just straight up eat a deer that you just killed. I guess you could. I guess it would be fresh. Like I guess you're cutting up like what's the best part of a deer? It's venison, right? Venison is what they call deer meat. Why do they call it venison? That sounds, it sounds both fancy and grimy at the same time. Um, one time I actually did have venison. Uh, I was working at this sign place. Uh, it was a, it was a place where that designed signs. Uh, so like if you've ever been in a store and they have a sign, a menu that has like magnetic uh, numbers to change the prices to increase the prices that sign I might have designed that that might have been my work so if you ever saw one of those signs that was mine but in any case I was working at that place and the and the woman who was the art director was actually a hunter and hunted deer on Long Island because if you don't know Long Island is lousy with deer there's just too many fucking deer here there's no predators and um that's why the whole entire tri-state area is overrun with ticks so bad that you should not even go outside you literally shouldn't even ever go into the woods at all because the minute you do you will be covered head to toe in ticks that will give you lyme disease and make you crazy and you'll kill yourself uh, as what happened to the guy who uh, founded the Tuckahoe um, Park out in Riverhead. He was this guy, and he used to go out into the woods all the time, and he got Lyme disease like 12 times, and then he got depressed, and he killed himself because of the Lyme disease. What, what you don't know about Lyme disease is it makes you crazy, and um, and it's just something that like nobody cared because it's like, who cares? You're a guy who wanted to go out in the woods. You thought that was cool. You were trying to be idyllic, right? And now look what happened. You are dead. So, but anyway, this this lady uh, did this. She was the art director at the place. She actually was not a great art director. In fact, she ended up getting fired and she ended up having a problem. The place we worked sucked. Let me tell you something. The, that sign place, it was really mismanaged and I don't blame her for being um for for being like 
I like I I look and look back at my work and I was like, was I the best designer either? Like we did we did our best with what was with what was um with what we had. So no no diss to her. She, like what I'm getting at is I did have a venison sandwich one time and it was all right. Um, I understand what they mean when they say gamey, like when meat is gamey, it's hard. It's hard. It's definitely, it's definitely, I would, I would probably rather have had a turkey sandwich or even to a lesser extent, a ham sandwich. Um, but I did have, um, I did have a venison sandwich. It was, it was okay. It was all right. Um, if I hadn't, if I was like starving, I probably would have devoured it. And I think starving is a better state of being if you're going to be eating hunted meat. Because I think starving is um, maybe the be- the better mindset to be in. Ravenous, you know? Because then then it doesn't matter. You don't you're not like concerned about, oh, something tastes good. Who cares about that shit? You're starving. So you just devour anything. And I think that like when you're that hungry, then maybe your body is, um, you know, more forgiving with like, like, you know, you can have like a, a like a little uh, kid who's so, um, what is the word, finicky about eating. But it's like if that same kid was starving, then they would just eat whatever was put in front of them as you slid it into their um, cement cell. You know, obviously, because in this in this scenario, they're in some type of North Korean prison and they're ravenous, right? Um, anyways, so hunting, right? Now, up until this point, I've just been talking about hunting, like hunting for for survival. But what about hunting just for sport? Like, um, what about just like going out and it's like you hunted a deer, and then you like to chop its head off and then just like throw the carcass into a ditch and then just mount the head, go to a taxidermist and being like, can you make this into like a frame? Like, can you put like a little wooden plaque on the bottom of it? And then just like, we're, I'm going to hang this. And there's just me a deer, like looking out the window. Like it's going to look like a deer is stuck halfway in the wall. And then I'm going to put that next to my other animals whose heads are just looking out from the wall um you know whose house is like that um the guy uh who actually is responsible for a lot of like the conservation movement uh which is ironic because he was such a huge hunter he just loved to catch and kill animals because that was like what you did back then you like most animals back in the early night and by i'm talking about teddy roosevelt um teddy Teddy Bear Roosevelt, um, who was, I think, part of the the wacket like the Spanish American War, which was like a like kind of like a joke war, like nothing really happened in it, and it was like back in the day, if you were like some dork uh, who was like I, I fought in the Spanish American War, and then like a real Civil War guy who like was missing all of his arms and like you know his his head. Well, not missing his head, just like missing his arms and like a leg, and and you you'd be telling like, oh, I fucking was in Spanish American War, bro. It was fucking wild, and then he would be like, yeah, cool story, bro. And that's verbatim a um 
a Charles Dana Gibson comic strip from like 1898 or something like that, depicting this very situation. So if you want to see the original, um, if the original comic of that, what I just described, just look up Charles Dana Gibson, Spanish American War comic, and you'll see it's basically like a chubby dork being like, I was in the Spanish American War, and he's talking to like a fucking guy with like one arm, one leg, and he's like, the guy's like, yeah, 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 I get it. You were in a war, bro. Um, Hunton, though, right? Hunton. So Teddy, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, he, in his house in Long Island, bro, his house is like, also, by the way, I'm so glad you buzzed yourself there, Caps, because I was about to say that the use of bro is such an overused term right now that I would I recommend you stop using it just so that you don't emulate the way the rest of society is overusing the word bro. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I've I've noticed this in the youth. I've noticed that the youth is using the word bro and bra way too much. It's annoying. It's one of those uh it's one of those signs of the times that make me think that uh, that we can't head toward Armageddon soon enough. But yes, bro, it's like Teddy Roosevelt's house is filled with um, animals that he killed. It's just every single room is, is like um, an ibex head and then like it's like an elephant foot chair and then it's like just every single different type of animal that you could think. And um, that guy loved to hunt. He just loved to kill an animal. Um, people have been loving to kill animals forever. Uh, you know, the problem is, is that our whole um, Christian society is based on page one of the Bible saying animals are and nature is bad. It's from the devil. And we what we should do is we should cut down the trees and make a straight square room because that's or that's organized and nature is chaos and when we make a straight square room in a straight straight square box that is um like perfect and divine and we can see perspective when we have straight lines and in nature everything is all like grown on top of each other and we can't see perspective and it's evil so that's what our whole society is based on and so you know, it's like, don't kill the messenger, you know? It's like everyone is so mad at everything. Everyone is so mad at our whole society um, and the way it is. Like, people are mad at things, and then they just pick a they just pick a point up in history where they can be like, so you see, this is the thing I'm mad at, and it happened, you know, a hundred years ago, but I'm mad at it today, and I'm going to take it out on whoever I see. And I don't know if that's the right attitude. You know, what are you going to do? It, 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 it's like if it happened before you were born, then it's not anybody's fault who's alive now. Right. And it's like, what are you going to like go into an elementary school and be like, you guys are all you kids are fucking evil. And it's like they're just like goo goo gaga. They don't know what the fuck is going on. Most kids are goo goo gaga until they're like 25. So it's like. Nobody, no, everyone is fucking stupid. I mean, and it has been really 
people are really fucking stupid even now. So um, as far as hunting for sport, uh, being like a, a little bitch who uh, f- who like is on the side of nature too much, I'm going to say it's probably bad. But on the other hand, it's part of like our learned behavior from the time when we were cavemen. And I'm going to say uh, animals on the planet Earth live by killing. Uh, even trees will cover over sunlight so that flowers can't compete. You know? So it's like that's how things are. And I am not one of these utopia believing bros. You know what I mean? So hunting, I'm going to say it's okay. All right. Next suggestion. Thank you so much. Uh, and I really hope you guys enjoyed that that um, interlude. I, I don't want to over, I only have a few suggestions, so I can't take 20 minutes on each one. But, you know, Spencer, if you, you can, Spencer. Yes, I, I am here. I'm listening, kind of. Yeah, if you could just make sure that I don't go over time on these because I tend to just, you know, freeform ramble and then I lose track of what I'm talking about. Yes, I agree. That's one of my biggest criticisms of your show, but I think you can see that reflected in the lack of people who actually listen to it. Ouch. Okay, cool. Well, no problem. Let me get to the next suggestion. And uh, this suggestion is from Bry Polar of... Black Suit Youth, who, as you know, I made a video for them, and he let me do stand-up, which I horribly bombed at. In, uh, but you know what, though? Like, honestly, sometimes bob- bombing is even something you should be proud of as a comedian. It's like, if you're bombing, you're not, if you're not bombing, you're not really trying new shit. And what I was trying the night that I bombed was to tell everybody how I wanted to kill myself, which, you know, nobody wanted to hear. So I got to get, get over that and get back on the horse, I think. I just got to decide whether the horse of I got to decide what my horse what a horse I want to ride and um it's a bad it's a bad situation to be like um you know feeling that and 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 not having your um your purpose clear but you know what uh the the pandemic was messy for all of us so uh, Bri- Bri Polar's suggestion is I should go off about the private equity buying all the houses, skyrocketing, skyrocketing the price of homes and rent. And he goes, let's kill them. All right. So Bipolar is talking about what he's talking about is how it turns out in this society, we're having a big problem. And that's there's like rich entities with a lot of money. That's why I called them rich. And they're big-ass entities. And what they're doing is they're buying up all the real estate and making it hard for people to live in desirable areas. You see, the thing is, is that people want to live in places where shit is happening. And it's almost like, um, well, it's like you, it's like people are, I can't do it with, I can't do it with the cinematic slow piano it's a dissonance what happened was it's a, i'm gonna say it was a dissonance it was a dissonance because that music evokes one feeling and i was trying to go into another feeling so the problem here's the problem here's the premise um there are places that people want to live 
And then there are places that people don't want to live. And the places that people want to live, um, it's sort of like a lot of times the city. People want to live in the city or near the city. Um, that's where shit is being bought up. That's where that that's where this problem is happening. It's happening in places where the trends are toward uh, migration, human migration. So what happens is um, people. They don't want to live in like some rural ass shithole because there's not a lot of opportunity there. But also the other thing that's not there is like culture. Um, And it's a very particular type of culture. It's like the culture of like where new shit is happening. Like you could say it's like where um, like where where everybody is going and you can never tell. But like in a larger trend, it's like the it's like where people are going and it's uh it's in like the cities and the the places that that people are going that's where these entities these private equity that's what he's calling it private equity i don't know what that means actually private means it's not public and equity means money so yeah like so this big entities of money are buying up all the houses and it's making th- things expensive. And it's not just doing it in the cities. It's doing it in like th- all the areas near the cities, like the suburbs and um, and like even like the outer, outer suburbs. Like they call those the, is that what they call them? The exurbs. They don't really use that phrase here in New York, but they use that phrase in like Austin or something like that. And anyways, basically... It's making it hard for people to start a life, you know? And it's hard to start a life. Like, as I as I speak to you now from... Actually, not going to... As I speak to you now, I am in what many of you would consider a shitty apartment that is only 650 square feet. And half of that is like a like it's a garage and like it's like another it's like one other room and that's my life and it's like all I can afford even after having worked at like a corporation for ten years and shit like maybe I could have done better if I just spent every single penny of mine on like a uh, a more expensive apartment but like I don't know you know the other problem is that like I have a mental disease called wanting to be a creative person and I think it will affect me and afflict me for the rest of my days and it makes me make choices where it's like instead of like settling down buying a house I like do creative shit so this is the problem so and I'm gonna go off about this shit man um actually if I'm honest with myself I can't really go off about it because deep down I know that this is the way of things if I pick back to any point of history There's always super rich motherfuckers who kind of control everything to, like, various degrees of, like, um, you know, uh, fucked upness, like, making it hard. And then there, on the other side, there's, like, middling to poor motherfuckers who really can't scratch an existence out without being, like, indebted to those bigger forces. And it's always been like that. It's been like that when it was like really really like um like you're uh you're just some fucking nobody and you're living on the lords like some lords some lord landowner from like the england times from like back in the england times when it's like like lord like 
Kensington and you're like some schmuck that lives on Lord Lord Kensington's like area and then he like reports to like I don't know the king or something I don't know how all that shit works but you know and then you're just some schmuck that you know doesn't hope so hopefully doesn't get fucked with and like probably you have scurvy and syphilis and like your life sucks right fast forward to now where it's like you we don't have kings but we have like gigantic corporations but like there's still the semblance of like an autonomic like there's still the semblance of autonomy based on like how much of a like hardworking psychopath you have in you to be and like a lot of people have it in them to work really 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 hard at shit that they don't really want to do but like that's survival just like we were talking about with the hunting thing and it's like yes you know what push comes to shove back against the wall you got to work and you got to like make money and you got to figure out how to um fight claw your way out of the the out of like your situation and you know never stop right and if you want to get off of that like um that si- out of that system then you got to make choices and sacrifices you got to think okay so like maybe it's it's like too hard to compete in this one realm should i have to fucking relocate to some like less competitive way and then like that might be that might require like a shitty that like a lot of shitty things like that maybe you don't want to do right because like a, a life can be had anywhere like real like what is what is happiness essentially happiness is being able to if you go for like the um like buddha sitting under a tree um metaphor right he's not necessarily um free of any of uh the things afflicting him like the uh, like the 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 story of um buddha sitting under the bow tree right is sort of like basically like fear and desire manifest as like a, a storm and a gigantic snake and they're both like throwing at him everything they got right but in the moment of enlightenment he's able to just force field all that shit away and have peace for a moment it's very much like the zen story about the guy running away from a tiger in in like a cliff and what happens is he ends up falling off the cliff and he's hanging by a root over a, a gigantic chasm. And then the tiger's waiting for him above, and below is a chasm that he'll fall to his death. But then he notices that the roots he's holding onto is actually a strawberry bush, and there's these delicious strawberries that are just ripe, and they're hanging them. So he decides to eat some of the strawberries, and at that moment, he's like, these are some of the best strawberries I've ever tasted. And that is what's known as enlightenment. That's happiness. So it's like, maybe we're, maybe we got this whole thing wrong. Maybe it's like, yeah, you know what? You got to like get your crossbow and load and, and, and sharpen up your um, arrowheads. Right. And then you got to go and you got to kill you got to kill what needs to be killed and fight like the the harsh battle and then they'll be like maybe after you're super exhausted from like you know carving a a deer hoof into i don't know like a like a i don't know what you'd use a deer hoof for maybe you'd use it for like char maybe i don't know maybe it makes 
into like um like a pendant or something. I have no idea. But after that, maybe there's like a real like eating a strawberry sense of relief at the end of that. And that would be that would be pretty cool. So yeah, I think the the issue is is that like um I don't think there's some type of paradigm where we're going to get rid of these um, private equity firms buying up all the houses. But, you know, there are ways around it. You got to be a crafty, you got to be a little crafty type of um, problem solver to solve your way out of life, you know? Um, And it does, it is scary. It is scary, especially like if you're running out of money. Running out of money is the scariest thing. So I recommend... um, you know, finding a way to make money that doesn't make you grossed out or something like that. Or maybe even if it does make you grossed out, like think about um, back to the back to the same old thing that I was saying about the like having to cut the deer in half and like cut and cut all the things. That's kind of that's kind of gross. But if that's how you had if you had to be like a deer butcher for a living, like and that's the only job you could get, then like, sorry to say, but, you know, you should do that job. Maybe it's like, maybe you'll end up like getting over the grossness and then maybe you'll learn something about deer anatomy, which you never knew. And you'll learn the structure of like a deer. And maybe that will help you understand how like we're all flesh and blood and it'll connect you to the um, to the cycle of life that unfortunately, like we're not going to, we can't uh, take it with us and we're not going to be here forever. So you know, there's, there's like, um, there's an old, old, um, what is it? Like, um, I'm just going to stop you right there, Cap. Sorry. Uh, you also, could you really watch the amount of likes that you say? Because it, I'm finding it, I don't know if the audience, but I'm finding it annoying. And I'd rather you refrain from saying like as if possible. And, if you could also, uh, you've been good on the the bros. That's really not part of your lexicon. So I think you, I think you're doing all right. Thanks, Spencer. What was I talking about just now? Um, you were supposed to be talking about private equity, but then you moved it back to the deer thing. All right, that's okay. That's my bad. All right, so I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that I fucked that one up. I don't know if I, I kind of went off on it, but you're right. I, I did go, I did conflate the two. I conflated the two subjects. Yes, Caps, if I can just cut in also, I'm just going to give you a few notes, okay? So what I'd like to see better is that treat the first, just, can we, can we do this like, like, you, you, like you were in a basic improv class? So when you get the first three suggestions, take them each into different areas and don't start collapsing the house upon itself until the end, all right? You're right, man. Listen, I'm sorry, and, um, and I'm sorry about that. And I'm sorry to the audience too, because like you're right, I should I should have uh, waited to collapse it back. But sometimes I can't help it. Sometimes I feel like if somebody if I said something 20 minutes ago, then maybe it's funny to bring it up again, like 20 minutes later. Well, maybe you should listen to my note and and not do it just just yet. Do it at the ending, okay? All right, cool. All right, so um, the next suggestion. How are we doing on time? Wow, we are actually shit, dude. We are actually almost an hour in and that's Spencer what happened dude I thought you were gonna I did I I cut you off and said that you, you're doing a horrible job yes you're right okay cool so um let's just let's go into one more suggestion and we're gonna take it for as long as it it goes for so we have a few of them let's look let's look at the ones we have we got 
Detour Customs, who says resurrection of extinct species, right? We got King Mexico, who says, why do people like buffets? We got From a Land Down Under, who says, how cool some smart social animals are chill, aren't some aren't crows, el- that's in- incoherent. But And then Adam and Chains 1995 says penises and how it's literally an extension of the body with no skeletal structure and it's just there. And then also Richie Rich 4288, how could we forget, has reptilians. You see, Caps, you have five suggestions and you're already in an hour. So what are you going to do? Do a three-hour podcast? You know what? Maybe we should just do all these suggestions and just do them for the sake of doing them. Maybe the problem here is that we haven't given enough to the audience. Maybe we're maybe I'm just going to do all these suggestions and do them for the sake of doing them and and say, you know what? I'm going to throw caution to the wind. Maybe, maybe you'll do that, or maybe you'll do one more suggestion and then wrap the episode. All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do either of those two things, Spencer. I let's just start with the the most memorable of these suggestions is penises. Let's I'm gonna go off about penises and how it's literally an extension of the body with no skeletal structure and it's just there. So, just I'm gonna break it to you guys. I'm a I'm a human male and I have a penis, right? And you know, and un. Like a lot of women don't know this, but most of the time the penis is not rock hard. A lot of I've talked to some women, and like the only time they see the penis, if they are if they're not with somebody for all the time, is they'll see a penis and it's hard. But then they like then it goes back and they don't really like see a penis all the time, right? Whereas us guys, well, I mean that's that now that's uh, presumptive that the people who are seeing penises for sex, right? But um. I've heard that anecdotally. But anyway, the truth is, is that most of the time, the penis is soft and not really doing shit. It's just flopping around inside underwear, generally kind of being uncomfortable. Um, you know, I find it to... I, I, find, I find having genitals and, to a lesser extent, an asshole to be a real hassle of living. And I don't like, I just wish that like, you know, it just, it's just like, mainly, here's the thing. And I think women could attest to this because similarly, they also, they don't have a penis, but then, so when, when I go to the bathroom peeing, peeing style, as they say, number one peeing style going to the bathroom, um, you pee, right? And you're basically using your penis as a little hose that you're controlling like squeezing your bladder muscles, right? And you're peeing out. Now, sometimes you got to pee so bad that it just is blasting out of you and you're not really, you're not pushing it. But then sometimes at the end, like you can imagine inside, if you like cut a human in half and then you see like the, the, the little like water bottle, the hot water bottle of the bladder, at the end, when the water is like going down, then you need to like, give it a little push at the end to get the pee, the rest of the pee out. And I think human beings work the same way with women, but I just don't know. I guess they're just squeezing and it's like spraying everywhere out of their pussy, right? But for a penis, yes, it's like a little water gun, right? And like, yeah, and you can say like kind of the balls are like kind of like the water gun, um, like the, 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 like where you squeeze it from, like, cause you can, 
if you're holding your penis to pee, you can, at the end, when the water's getting down, you can squeeze the balls and get some more pee out. I don't know why that works, because I'm pretty sure that pee is not stored in the balls. It's actually stored in the, um, in the bladder, right? But I think when the bladder water, when the pee water is going down, I think it like cycles through the balls out the pee, out the penis, right? So problem is you, and this is where you've probably heard of like having to shake your penis to get all the pee out, right? You can do that, but the problem is for some reason, your penis has sensicles on it and it's like these, it's covered in sensicles. That's why like a lot of times, like that's why people say, and I agree, I think, you know, blowjobs, that's very, it's like, you know, your penis is sensitive. That's why sex feels good to men, right? Sex feels good to men because um, it's touching the sensicles that are covering the penis. The penis has covered with sensicles. Um, that our body has sensicles on it that like allow us to sense, but they're not as sensitive as the sensicles on the penis. Now, what the fuck I was talking about? Oh yeah, so like the problem is sensicles are great when like you're having sex or getting a blowjob because it feels good, but the sensicles are bad after peeing because what happens is you pee, you squeeze your balls to get all the pee out, and then you put your pants on, and your pants and your underwear touches the post-urine sensicles on your penis, and then a little extra pee comes out. And that sucks. That's really fucking annoying. I hate that shit. Because no matter how many times I'll pee, and I'll think I've I'm like squeezing my fucking balls trying to get all the pee out. I'm like squeeze. I'm like trying to get every single drop of pee out, right? And I think, great, finally, my my penis is tapped dry of pee, right? And then fucking um, I, I loosen the grip. My knuckles are white from squeezing the life out of my fucking balls and trying to get all the pee out. And then fucking next thing I know, I put my pants on, sensicles are activated on my, on, on my penis, right? And then what happens? All of a sudden, more dribbles of piss that I had no idea were in the reservoir tank are coming out onto my underwear. And now I've peed my pants, not totally, but enough to know that I have to now put my whole pants down and I have to take more tissues and try to like sop up the extra pee that has gone onto the front of my underwear, right? And as you know, as many people know, when you're in like a public restroom, like even if you're at a urinal, now you have an issue where it's like, um, where it's like the, the tissue paper is not very absorbent. So you're just mushing like this very flat tissue paper on your boxer shorts, trying to like, get these little moistures of pee that shouldn't have even been there in the first place. And it's things like this that really make me go off, right? Because it's very annoying to have to do that. And I don't want to have to... I, I like just honestly, it's like, wouldn't it be better if... I'm thinking like life would be so much more simple if you didn't have a penis at all, right? And I don't want a vagina. I just don't want to have to go to the bathroom. Because don't get me started about how annoying shitting is. I hate shitting. It's not fun. It's annoying. And 
I don't know if it's because I have a hairy asshole. I don't know. I don't look at my asshole. I have no idea what it's I don't have no idea what is going on back there. But I'll tell you this. It's very difficult to get every single particle of shit out of your asshole to um to uh wipe it. A lot of times I have to uh get like extra tissue paper and I'll wet it pre if I have to if I have to shit in a public toilet. I know this is uh, caps. I don't know if you should continue. I'm I'm you know, I'm going for this guy. This guy asked about penises and I'm just going to go off about things I don't like about shitting in general. And one of the things is wiping my asshole perfectly clean so there's not so there's nary a particle of shit because I feel that one of the issues with mankind is that 98% of the problems on this earth between people, interpersonal relationships, fights, murders, all that shit could be absolved. We could absolve it all if everybody made sure that there was nary a particle of shit in their asshole. Perfectly clean assholes lead to better lives, lead, lead to clearer thinking. And most people think like their boss was annoying or their coworker pissed them off or their spouse is cheating on them or some other shit. Mostly, none of that's happening. What's really the trouble is that you have a dirty asshole, right? And is this is this the most original thought? No, many many philosophers have arrived at this before me. But I'm um, I'm just a lot of times on this podcast I will just you know there are things that I believe and you know we we live as part of a community and ideas have been passed down through the generations and like is it you know it's like it's like you know you could be on a cliff right where there's a tiger um above you and there's a a deep chasm below you and you were running from the tiger but all you could think about was how you can't even make rent and like you're starving and then meanwhile you're you're after that you're hanging from the cliff and you're eating a delicious strawberry and you're thinking this is the best strawberry I've ever had and my asshole has nary a particle of shit on it i feel enlightened right so that's what I have to think about that. That's that's really my thoughts about that, Adam and Chains, 1995. So thank you so much for suggesting that. And now let's go to uh, King Mexico, who says, why do people like buffets? Um, that's a great question. A buffet, if anyone is unfamiliar, a buffet is, um, it's like when, let's say you go to, um, like so a lot of times they have buffets at weddings or uh, at some type of event in a hall, like um, they'll have like a big bunch of trays, and everybody can pick what whatever they want. Instead of going to a restaurant where there's a waiter, and you have to look at a menu and decide, decide like, oh, all these choices. I have to read the words of the choices, and I have to think about what that tastes like, and then I have to tell this guy or woman or even non-binary person, whatever. But, you know, like, you know, you're going to interpret that for yourself as you're in the restaurant. Um, but you're like, have to tell them what you want, and then maybe they'll get it wrong. On the other hand, there's a thing called a buffet. And what that is, is all the food's laid out for you. And you can take a plate, and you can just scoop whatever you want. And a lot of times, you can scoop more food than... You can even eat. Sometimes there's a, there's a thing called an all-you-can-eat buffet, which is 
go nuts, dude. You're you're paying like one price and you can go crazy and just go around. Now, this sounds excellent in theory. I think if you're younger, it's like the coolest thing because when you're younger, you are less inclined to um to care about like the quality of a thing. I think that's why they feed baby food like to kids. They're like, if you're a baby, fuck trying to eat a regular meal. You're just going to eat mush. And what are you going to do about it? Cry about it? No, because you're, yeah, because you're a baby, right? But like, we're still going to feed you mush. And then when you get like to be like four years old, five years old, then all you're allowed to eat is like a grilled cheese, a pizza, or like a French fry, or chicken fingers. Like that's, kids are not allowed to eat regular food. Um, I don't know if it's because of their development or something like that, but like, if you're like um, post baby, but like not a an adult kid yet, like an adult teenager type kid, you can only eat from a kids menu, and it's for babies, and it's like like McDonald's food. So, a buffet to like a kid is like, oh, that's your first introduction to like getting to eat like an adult. Like, you don't even care that the stuff has been sitting out under heat lamps for 12 hours straight and like everything is like congealed and gross you're just like a kid you're like oh my god i can finally be an, like an adult like i can go all you can eat buffet and and try and try the cuisines of around the world you know what i mean meanwhile you know you're breaking it's almost like a, a rite of passage but um but to a, a, an adult connoisseur like a connoisseur being like um, someone who is knows all about all the foods, right? A buffet seems like, uh, seems gauche, right? Do you guys know the word gauche? I don't know if I'm using it right, but I think the word gauche and the word gouache look very similar. The word gauche means, I think it means like it sucks, but the word gouache means it's a type of paint that's like a water it's watercolor but it's actually like opaque opaque sounds like the word gouache sounds like the word gauche opaque gauche gouache um i'm gonna stop you there caps what the fuck are you talking about i know sometimes like i get um a little lost in the words yeah so let me re let me um get you back on track i just want to let you know that it is 11 minutes past the hour and uh, you could stop the podcast now, but I do like that you're trying to power through and do do all the suggestions. Yeah, I feel like if I don't do that, then people might be disappointed, especially if they listen for their suggestion. So I do want to do all the suggestions today. I'm going to do it. It's going to take as long as it takes, but it'll be good. So King Mexico, short answer, people like buffets for the variety. And... Whether that's a good or bad thing, you know, well, I think what we need to have is we need to have more buffets and of higher quality. And the problem is, is as it's, I think in the future we're going to see either less buffets in general or we're going to see more buffets but with shittier food. Because what, what we're hap- what's happening in the food scene right now is shrinkage. You're seeing people paying more for less. You're seeing every time you buy something, it's more expensive and the and the quality and size of it is little, which can tell you one thing. The food 
um, it's they don't they want to make a better margin on it. So, I mean, how can you have that reality and then have a buffet where they're just putting every single type of food you can imagine out at once? Right? What what can we deduce if we're real hunters, like hunter style? You know, um, ravenous, starving humanoid people that you know that that like are trying to survive. What could we surmise? If we do a little surmising, we could think that if they're going to make a buffet, it's going to be all low quality. And then uh, and then we have to ask ourselves, are we children? If we're still children, it doesn't matter. Then we can go and enjoy it. But if we're still if we're connoisseurs, we can't even fuck with that. So that's what I call the buffet lover's conundrum. Um, yes, and that's, and that's where we're going to have to leave it. All right. Now, let's go on to the suggestion that comes from, from from a land down under and who asks how how cool some... He's from Australia, so let's try to do it in his language. How cool some smart... Actually, that's Spencer. Spencer, can you read this for... Because you sound Australian. Not exactly, but I'll do it anyway. All right. How cool some smart social animals are chill. How cool some smart social animals are chill. Some aren't. Crows slash elephants chill, dolphin aunt. I don't understand what he's saying. Yeah, this is like written in completely incoherent. I guess I guess it's written in Australian. I have no idea. So he goes, "How cool some smart, how cool some smart social animals are chill. Some aren't. Crows slash elephants chill, dolphin aren't." All right. Um, what is this? I don't know, I don't know what this means. All right. Spencer, you do you have an idea what this is? Yes, I think you're hedging, you know what this means. It's it's he's saying uh crows and elephants are good and dolphin aren't. So what do you think about that? I'm going to go off on it, dude. So first of all, um I think that crows actually are chill and he says that too. Elephants I also think are chill. But I also think dolphins are chill. Why are we not why are we not liking dolphins? Because they um they molest their children? Is that why we're going to fucking we're going to cancel dolphins because they they molest and abuse their children? Why? Because they um because some of them kill for the fun of it? Like what what the fuck? We're why are we going to throw out a whole species of animal just because they do the same shit we do and we haven't like can we just remember I, I said this at the beginning of the show we humans live under a delusion that we've been um that we've been face fucked with uh quite literally by the church that nature is fallen that the devil is in nature and maybe who knows maybe the old ancient um people who wrote the Bible were like, wow, look at these dolphins molesting their children. And then they felt guilt about it because they also were molesting children. And really, like, who back in the days, who wasn't molesting children back in the days? People were abusing and molesting children since the beginning of times. Now, do I think it's, is it something I like? No, I'm not into that. Like, it's ne- it's never been a thing that I've been into. But, you know, like, to each their own, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I'm. What am I going to say? Like, is it is it wrong? Yeah, probably it's wrong. I mean, I don't want to. I would never do it, and I I don't want it near at me or any of my children. But it happens. And what if we chalk it up to like different cultures? You know, like we've been. One of the things that is great about the current society is cultural pluralism, 
and I don't know if I'm using this word right, but it's like that we should accept how other cultures behave because we don't understand the full context of them. You know, we tend to look at the world through like a Eurocentric lens that I heard, I heard somewhere that it's white and that's bad. Um, And we don't understand why other cultures are doing this. It might be for some type of thing for their religion. Like, you know, we got, we got to remember that religion also, even though it's stupid and fake and it's bullshit and there's no such thing as God, that also other people should be allowed to practice their religion and do whatever they want in their religion because it's their religion. And we don't we shouldn't say anything about that. So I'm going to say that what if it's like they're doing this thing for like some type of religious reason, right? Maybe, maybe, right? So I'm just saying that I don't know and I don't, I, I can't say if it's bad or not, like, cause if I don't know, and I'm trying to like be culturally pluralism. All right. So what I'm going to say is that just to, for the record, um, the, the world according to Jacobs does not think molesting children is good. We think it's actually, we actually think it's bad and we don't condone, we don't condone it in any way. And I'm, and just to like, just to make sure I'm giving, I'm giving child molestation like three wrong buzzers so you know that I don't like it. Like t- times a level of three. And at this end, the cops are called because also if you're doing that, you're going to jail, buster. Okay? The cops are on their way. All right? And not only that, dude, not only that, but um, time's running out on you, motherfuckers. Okay? Because that and also order. Order. You know why? Because motherfuckers like you are what's wrong, what's wrong with society. Because I don't know what beliefs you have, but one of the beliefs that you shouldn't have is that that you sh- molesting kids. That's bad, all right? So you're going to jail, buster. All right, cool. So now that with that out of the way, um, yeah, so dolphins, though. So dolphins. Yes, dolphins molest kids, but... The problem is, is that they're animals. So, you know, one of the things that the Bible does say is that the beasts don't have reason like humans do, right? That's something that, unfortunately, like, you're going to have to, like, like, as much as you hate the Bible, you have to be like, you know, they kind of have a point because, like, at least humans know that kind of that is wrong. Kind of. They kind of know. That's why they try to hide it so much. That's why the church keeps hiding all those priests, like, under, like... Um, like those, like they keep moving the, the the priests around to hide them. But the dolphins, they just do it op- in the open. They openly molest their children because they don't know that that is wrong. They just, they're beasts. The beasts don't have reason. In the same way, may, I mean, again, like, again, also, like, I might be in trouble right now for not understanding dolphin religion and stuff like that. So, order. Okay. But in any case, so the crux of what, from a land down under saying is that are dolphin not chill because they molest their children and um i know it's hard to hear but like dolphin are still cool even though they do that all right so sorry from a land down under as much as i want to like have solidarity with you um i still think dolphins are cool despite the despicable acts that they perpetrate on their youngsters so and maybe that's on me all right but like we're moving on the next suggestion is um 
It's from Detour Customs. And uh, Detour Customs, if you want to check out a account, and I know this is a 20-minute over the uh, Mark episode, but you know what? You can always pause it and continue if this thing is interesting to you. Um, but this episode, so uh, Detour Customs, Resurrection of Extinct Species, and thank you. Um, I agree. I think that I think that if we, since we've had the technology and we've been so responsible, so humans can clone animals back into existence. They were able to clone Dolly the sheep. They were able to clone people. They were able to clone dinosaurs, right? Now, why are we not doing more of this? Why? Because of the cautionary tale movie called Jurassic Park? Because we're afraid that we'll make a weaponized dinosaur that will get into the wrong hands? Is that the reason? Because, like, that stuff is happening even without dinosaurs. Because, like, our society is being becoming, like, made more, you could say, tardigraded by uh, by the people who are, like, making up TikTok. Because that's making people way more stupid than they ever were. And you can also say, and also those people are, are unfortunately, you have to say that it's the Chinese government. Because... Like they're listening into the podcast and they're going to make sure that this gets no mileage because of all of this, the stuff that they were talking about, which is how, um, you know, how they're responsible for making up TikTok and making um, American people even more dumber than they already were, which was pretty stupid. Like it's long been known that American people are very dumb, very stupid. And TikTok, it just sort of harnessed that stupidity. Um, the average American person is right now standing um, at a highway divide, um, nodding out from heroin. That's what the average, every basically any American you meet is probably right now nodding out from overdosing on heroin as they try to hold up a, a paper-drawn sign of, please give me money uh, at, when you before you make this turn on the highway divide. Um you know, but and that's just and that's like the average, and that's before TikTok. And now, what happened with TikTok is now that same nodding out heroin junkie is now trying to do a dance to like, um, like a song that like is like a cowboy, like a cowboy song, and they're trying to do like a dance where they're trying to kick up their their haunches or something like that, um, as their other heroin addict friend tries to hold a camera at them right and this is the state of society and now we are worried about cloning dinosaurs and cloning prehistoric beasts because on the off chance that like the um hungarian government decides to make weapons out of the dinosaurs decides to hybrid them i mean like why like i think that's such a like an a ridiculous thought. I think we should just get the dinosaurs back. I mean, I wish we would even, like, on a side note, on a side note, not even talking about, like, the horrible, um, you know, opiate uh, epidemic in the country, but we also have a very horrible situation with the amount of ticks that are in the tri-state area because of the overrun with deer situation, which could be solved by hunting, but... Because there's limits of hunting, we can't just go out and kill every single deer that's out there, right? Um, what we need is natural predators, but people are afraid 
of putting wolves and mountain lions back into society because there's not enough open spaces. But what if we could put dinosaurs back in? Like, at least with like a mountain lion, they would hide and you would not be able to see them. And it would be difficult, right? But like if you had, let's say, like a dinosaur that was re that was cloned back into existence and it was in the wild. It was in like the wild, like it was in the state park, and it was a big ass dinosaur, like um like let's say a T-Rex or something like that. Like maybe a T-Rex or maybe to a lesser extent an Allosaurus, then you would just know, like, if the Allosaurus was out that day, then just don't go to the park. And what would they eat instead? They would eat all the deers. And then that would lessen the tick problem. And it might be, like, good for society. So I'm going to say yes, Detour Customs, 100%. Let's get those Let's get those prehistoric beasts and other extinct species back in the mix. Because maybe, like, it would also be cool to have a mammoth. What about having a mammoth out? Like, you know, maybe a mammoth, we could hunt them, you know? Maybe we could get enough mammoths that we could hunt them seasonally and then use all their parts. And then, like, we could also, um, you know, because when you hunt a mammoth, you don't necessarily just throw rocks and spears at its head. You can also chase them until they fall off a cliff and then smash smash themselves into bits and then use they're smashed parts for whatever you need. Um, and then, you know, the, the byproduct of that is you'd learn something about, about mammoth anatomy, which I think it sounds really cool. All right. So we're coming to the end of the episode. And what do you think about that, Spencer? Well, I, for one, think that you should have ended the episode 25 minutes ago, but I think you've done a good job in staying in the moment. I, w- I want to say, I want to applaud you. I'm going to hit the applaud button. I'm going to applaud you, Caps. Because maybe, maybe your vacation was good for you because this episode, perhaps maybe for the first time in 40 weeks, did not contain you constantly second-guessing yourself and hitting the wrong button thinking that you were thinking that you had a bad idea instead you traipsed forward with your stupid riffs and you went and you tried to make something from these suggestions that the four or five people suggested you and you you've come up with almost an hour and a half of mediocre to middling riffs on these topics and that is something that I do applaud you for good job guys. thanks Spencer but Spencer, but but we also have one more suggestion to go, and you know, it, who, hopefully, I can keep it together. But we have from Richie Rich forty two eighty eight, who is a friend of the show, old friend of the show, um, L.A. guy, and um, he suggests for me to go off about reptilians. Reptilians. Now, I'm not talking about. Wait, am I talking about? So reptilians are the reptile factor of nature. So as you know, you have, going from the beginning, you have flora and fauna, right? Flora is flowers and and plants and trees and stuff like that. And then fauna is everything else. And now why did they make this binary uh, separation, right? They they didn't get the memo back then. Um, uh, Really, I think that it should be, caps, be careful. Because I know where you're going with this. You're doing an analog about how 
binary versus spectrum, but I think it's a, it's been done. Let's move on. Thanks, Spencer. Actually, honestly, I agree. So anyway, uh, in the fauna section is um, all of animals, going from like mollusks, which are like little shells with like slime inside of them, to bugs and buggy-wuggy style animals, um, which also contain spiders, even though they try to like be like better than that. Um, and then, which I think those are also called arthropods, and then going up to um, snakes. Oh, now, first thing is, oh, fish, right? Fish are not reptiles, but fish became amphibians because they went. They decided to go one day, the, all the fish decided that, like, you know what, dude? We actually can breathe air. And this was, like, a huge revelation to the fish. They were like, oh, that air was just waiting for us the whole time, and they just were like, we're, we can just uh, breathe air from now on. So those ones who, who left the exodus, you could say the Jewish... You can say the Jewish exodus. You can say the fish, fish, F-I-S-H, Jewish, Jewish, Jew-I-S-H. Fish, fish were just the first Jewish, right? Because ish, right? Because the ish suffix, right? Effish, right? Because the, the, they were effish. They were like F, the ocean, F, we're, we're going out of the ocean, effish. We're like, we're tired of the ocean. We're getting out of here. That's my Jewish accent, but I'm allowed to do it because I'm Jewish, right? Effish, right? So the effish the went out of the ocean and then they started going on to the... Or, and by the time they left, they, they, it was like... Um, they were like, they looked back and the, they were, the ocean was gone. The, the tide had gone out and, the, and they looked at themselves and they were like no longer fish. They were amphibians. And you know what that means? Amphibians is halfway to reptiles, right? Reptilians. Repti amphibians, reptilians... It's related, right? So now you're seeing, now you're seeing the connection of all things. And the reptilians were like the New Testament. If the amphibians, if the fish, if the effish that left the ocean were the first Jews, then the originals, the Old Testament is the amphibians. And then, of course, like we know of uh, that, that dinosaurs were the reptilian, like Jesus, let's say. So that's, that's the New Testament of the dinosaurs, right? Now you're seeing how it works. So now the dinosaurs were the reptilians, okay? Reptilians, they were cold-blooded. Um, that, that, that means that they needed to go out and go onto a rock in the morning. They would go out onto a rock and let the sun charge them up solar power, solar power style, and then they'd be charged up. Their batteries would be on full by like noon. So they have to go out and like like right at sunrise. That was one of the things that the reptilians had to do. And sometimes if sometimes they lay lay on a rock all day. So a lot of people saying that like there were these reptilians doing all these hardcore cold-blooded murders, but like a lot of times they were just out in the um in the morning basking. And when they were doing this basking, they the what happens is their metabolism was speeding up. So the way they experienced life was like almost in a time lapse. Like have you ever seen um like a time lapse movie, like especially on like TikTok and to a lesser extent Instagram of like some artist drawing something really fast and it's like in the 30 seconds of the reel, they do a whole masterpiece artwork. That's called time lapse. It's actually the artist is not even moving that fast in real life. They've actually probably spent hours and hours 
working on the thing and stopping and taking breaks, but only videotaping the the time that they were drawing and then speeding it up like 900 degrees faster or something like that. So that that fast speed style is how reptoids uh, they experience life when they're getting charged up because their brains aren't even going at a normal speed when they're like in cold blooded mode. And then once they get charged up by the solar power, then they can operate at fast speeds. That's when that's when you see reptiles doing all their reptile stuff. Like, like, like if you see a Nile monitor and it's like swimming, if you see like an alligator and it's like coming onto your golf course, or if you see like a, a gecko and he's like doing a commercial for like car insurance, these things are a fully charged reptoid. Meanwhile, and I know you're thinking about it, then what happens, right? But what happens to the to the reptiles? Did they die in the dinosaur in the dinosaur uh, Ragnarok, which was the asteroid? And the the question is to on a lot of people's minds is like, you know, they say the asteroid hit the Yucatan Peninsula and the Gulf of Mexico in one and in one minute the entire earth got blown up and everything got died in one minute, right? And that's standing that's how science is understands the the asteroid to be. It was um you could say it was like the second big bang of the of the of the mammals is how we got here because then for some reason what happened was the when when all that shit got burnt up in 1 minute then there was a little mouse. There was a little mouse and he was stuck in a in a ball of mud and actually he didn't even get died in that moment. He was he was saved. He actually was saved by the dinosaurs who all got burnt up. Their bodies, they died, right? They sacrificed themselves, really. What happened was, that's why dinosaur Jesus, right? Because dinosaur Jesus gave himself, he, he like a tree dying so that its children could grow out of its, its carcass, the, animal, the dinosaurs sacrificed themselves for the mammals. And that's why... It's actually a heroic deed because the dinosaurs could have gone on forever, but what happened was they knew that it was end times. They they had um, they knew that it was like the show had to end. You know, like even it's like a show just like this podcast has to end eventually. And so, what I want to say to you, um, Richie Rich forty two eighty eight, is that when you think of a reptile, I want you to like stop for a moment, and I want you to think, I want to honor you. I want to honor the reptiles that have given their lives so that humans could live this ridiculous self-serving existence where they think they're the only thing that matters on the entire planet Earth, you know? Um, I want you to remember that it was a dinosaur that gave its whole life, gave its whole entire civilization for you to be here right now. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much, uh, and I'll see you next week, and um, you're listening to The World According to Jake House.